You're listening to Hey Bitches Podcast, episode 76. Today's episode of Hey Bitches is brought to you by The Izzy. The Izzy is a sex-positive community and online store that helps every single self-identified woman feel empowered. From vibrators to dildos to toys for men, The Izzy carries it all just for you. And because doing good makes you feel good, a percentage of every purchase is donated to help empower women all over the world. Head to www.the-izzy.com and use code HEYBITCHES for 15% off your purchase. Now let's get into the episode. Hey, bitches. What is up, you guys? It's your girl, Carly. Hope you guys are having an incredible day. I'm very excited to sit down and do today's episode with you guys talking about the number one breakup book that I'm sure we've either heard of, read, or somebody has given to us after a breakup called Why Men Love Bitches. Now, obviously, I thought this was very fitting considering we are Hey Bitches podcast and, you know, I love a good a good bitchy moment. And so I've actually owned this book for a while now. I actually got this book, I believe, when I broke up with my ex-fiance. One of my friends bought it for me and it's just like one of those things. I feel like you either buy it for yourself or you get it as a gift. It's similar, actually, I think, to sex toys. Uh, somebody once told me that the first sex toy that you generally ever get, you rarely buy for yourself. It's like you buy it with somebody else or someone buys it for you. And I was like, oh, tea. And then I thought back to it. And the first sex toy I ever owned was gifted to me by a brand. And I was like, huh, that does make a little bit of sense. Going back to the book, I was like, Why Men Love Bitches is a book that either you buy when you're like, okay, yes, I need to get my fucking shit together. Or a lot of the time people get it as a breakup book. And so I got it as a breakup book and I've had it for a really long time. I think I've had it for probably like a year. No, definitely, definitely longer than a year. I've had it for maybe like four years, actually, probably maybe three and a half. And recently was the first time that I ever finished it. And I had started it and stopped it so many times. I literally maybe got past the third chapter like once, but recently I finished the whole book and I wanted to come on here and I wanted to chit chat with you guys just about things and lessons that I have learned from it. Because this book was written kind of a longish time ago, given the fact that social media and stuff is so like advanced. Some of the examples are like, oh, like waiting for his call and da 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 and letting your answering machine pick it up. And it's like, we don't have fucking landlines anymore. But a lot of the stuff is still applicable in terms of just like attitude and all of that. I'm really excited to share with you guys. I've said that like a bajillion times. So let's just get into it. Before I share with you like my favorite tips from the book, I wanted to also just say the title sometimes can be a deterrent as to why I think people don't get this book because it's called Why Men Love Bitches. And I think everybody is sitting here and they're like, men don't love bitches. Like nobody wants to be with somebody who's fucking rude and all this. And let me tell you, I never thought that because, I mean, if I had that premonition, premonition, pre, mm, preconceived notion of that word of bitch, the podcast would not be called Hey Bitches. So that like was not off-putting for me. However, the premise of the book is to just learn how to stand your own, be your own like 
boss ass bitch, have your own life, do all this stuff and then become desirable based on, you know, principles of attraction. So I just wanted to get that out of the air because this book is like not teaching people how to be fucking rude. Like it's, that's not what it's about. You shouldn't be fucking rude in the first place. However, it does teach you a lot of really, really good things. And so the first lesson that I want to talk about, so she does like chapters and then there's like attraction principles. So I wrote down all of my favorite attraction principles from the book so we can go through, I can give you like examples of my real world life with some of these attraction principles. And I can just share with you guys the things that I thought were kind of the most important. So the first one, number one, literally the first attraction principle is anything a person chases in life runs away. And when I first read this, and I've read this one a million times because it's like the first one. But when I first read this, I was like, oh my God, you're so fucking right. And that kind of went in one ear out the other for me because I feel like up until recently, I was really stuck in, in a cycle of chasing boys. Like I really was stuck in a cycle of like chasing people, trying to make them like me, all this kind of stuff, trying to be a different person, changing myself, which literally never works. I don't know why I was so determined to do that, but I was definitely in that cycle. And I feel like it's so true. Anything that you chase runs away in life. Even if you have, for example, like a dog and your dog is outside playing and it doesn't want to come inside yet and you chase it, it runs away. Anything that you chase in life runs away. And I was like, oh my God, this is so accurate. And it really is applicable to relationships. So that like was a, a, the first slap against the head, if you will, by our friend, Sherry Argov, Argov, I don't really know how to say her last name, but our friend Sherry, the first little slap against the head from, from that bitch. The next one is attraction principle number five, which says, if you start out dependent, it turns him off, but it's something he can't have. It becomes more of a challenge for him to get it. This also is something that I was reflecting in my dating life. So I feel like when I first meet people, I'm so open and honest and just nice. And I was realizing that I was kind of giving too much. Like I was, I was being too, I I wouldn't even say dependent, but almost in a way like predictable because I was so nice. I like had no edge about me or like spark or like mysteria because I literally just laid all of my shit on the table. I was like, this is me as a person. And in hindsight, I thought I, I thought that was a good decision for me. I thought, you know what? Like, I'll be honest, like I'll be open, you know, all this kind of stuff. But in hindsight, I think that it did kind of turn out to be, I don't know, not dependent, dependence, the wrong word, but just like, I really had no cards to play. Like everybody knew everything about me and that was it. Like the fun was over. What I'm realizing with attraction principle number five is that what I really take away from it, if it's something he can't have, it becomes more of a challenge for him to get. Now, this is something we will get into a little bit later when it comes to sex. But what I really took away from this was that, yes, like when you don't put all your cards on the table, it makes it easier to be a challenge. You know what I mean? And they want to know you more and they want to get to know you. And in a way, like quote unquote, break down your wall, even though you don't really have a wall, you just are strategically letting information, I guess, out to them about yourself that keeps them on the hook long enough to turn them into like a boyfriend or a husband or whatever you are after because of that date. So I thought that was really interesting because like I said, for the longest time, being honest and open and just being like, this is me a hundred percent was the way that I thought it was right for me to date. And then in hindsight, I'm just like, you know what? Maybe that was not 
the best decision. Attraction principle number eight is the biggest variable between a bitch and a woman who is too nice is fear. The bitch shows she's not afraid to be without him. This also is something that kind of is similar to the number one principle, which was anything a person chases in life runs away. Now, I think that the the combination of one through eight right now, so me like putting all my cards on the table, being so like open and honest, and then also I think being open and honest, you know, about wanting a relationship, which I don't think is a bad thing, but maybe I need to like word it a little bit more strategically when I talk about it. But in in terms of this number eight, the bitch so she's not afraid to be without him. I think that for a while I was good at like putting up a front. Like I was like, I have all these things going for me. Like my life is great. Da, 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 da. And then this guy would start trying and I'd be like, perfect. But then I would just get like, he would start trying and do like these incredible things. I remember the guy who originally like started this podcast, like the reason that I wanted to bitch, I think that I did it well (laughs) in that sense of I didn't lay all my cards on the table at first. And then he started going overdrive. Like I remember he didn't own a single fucking wine glass in his house and he like went out and bought wine glasses for me. He like cooked me dinner. He's like, I've never cooked another person dinner. And I was like, oh, and he did that probably like four more times in the time that we were seeing each other and all this kind of stuff. And so I had like a decent edge at first, but then I got too used to it. And then I started to like be too much of a nice girl and like lay my cards out and do all that. And then it inevitably fell apart because it was like no longer a challenge. You know what I mean? And so this ties in with number eight because the sentence of that shows she's not afraid to be without him. I really like because I think at the time in that specific situation, I kind of had all of my shit together and really believed in myself as like that bitch, but not as much as I do now. And so now I love my life and I'm not afraid to be without a man, even though sometimes I do get lonely and I would like to have a boyfriend. I'm not afraid to be single. I've been single for almost two years now. And I think that does give me a little bit more of an edge because I can be more set in my standards and what I want. And then I can stop like basically comparing my life to like other people who are in relationships and being like, why is that not me and da, 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 and stuff like that. So I do really like this one, which is why I wrote it down and why I think a lot of you guys do need to hear it because you might be in similar situations as me. But that was number eight and it was the biggest variable between a bitch and a woman who is too nice is fear. Attraction principle number 17 is one that I have literally never done. And this kind of goes back to what I said about like the wording around relationships like I said in number eight, but number 17 goes like this. If you tell him you're not interested in jumping into a relationship with both feet, he will set out to try and change your mind. I have talked to Gage about this before because I was like, I think that the question of, you know, what are you looking for? Especially when like with online dating, like people are like trying to suss out if they can just like casually fuck you and like leave, you know? And so I think that question like ruins so many things because what if that person at the moment is only after sex, but then you just write them off because that's the only thing they wanted. But then what if you went on a date with that person and it turned out to be like your soulmate? You know what I mean? I think a lot of people like don't like that advice for me because they're like, oh, Carly, like you shouldn't be, you know, dealing in the what ifs. But like, I love the what ifs. And that's definitely something that I have explored often. Like there's a couple of people that I've seen that explicitly have been like, oh, like I'm not looking for a relationship, whatever, like just sex. Yes, we've had sex, but we've really good relationships now. Like it just is like friends. And that never would have happened if I would have just like discounted that. You know what I mean? So 
that's kind of like my qualm, I guess, with with that question of what are you looking for when it comes to online dating? Because I think it ruins a lot of things. This like attraction principle is not something I've done before. Normally when people ask me and they're like, hey, like, what are you looking for? I tell them I'm looking for a relationship. Now that I read this and I read that chapter that corresponds to that, I'm like, this makes so much sense because I feel like if that guy reads, oh, this girl's looking for a relationship, I'll take her on one date and like kind of be kind of committal and then we'll have sex and I'll tell her I'm not looking for a relationship and that's how it fucking happens every single time for me and I'm over it so what I've started to do is kind of just be like oh like I'm not you know looking for anything serious right now and then just going on a date and sussing it out and seeing how it is. I like that more for me because that also puts way less pressure on the situation because if it's a date and I'm like, I'm looking for a boyfriend and this person like agrees and then we go on the date and like, let's say the date goes like mediocre, but like this person is also looking for a relationship. It's like, how much do you push each other and try to make it a relationship because that's both what you want. And it's rare to find that on online dating. So attraction principle number 17 has actually been like a good guiding factor, I think, for my dating life because I've stopped really just being like, I'm looking for a relationship right now. And then now that I'm just like, oh, I'm looking to see where it goes or see what happens or like, I'm not looking for anything too serious right now. If it's the right person, they'll see it as a challenge, which I love. I love a challenge. And yeah, I I really resonated that with that one. And I wanted to share it with you guys. Number 22, attraction principle number 22. This is one that read me to absolute fucking filth. And it is sex and the spark are not one and the same. This is a situation that is currently happening with me. Um, I kind of talked about it on my therapist episode. I had been seeing this guy, not even really seeing, like we hooked up like three times and there's a whole backstory to it. Whenever we'd hang out, like it would be incredible. Like he'd be so physical touch, like all this stuff, like holding my hand, all this, we had incredible sex. And I was like, okay, cool. Like this has to mean something. Very naive. I know. I just get very caught up in the moment. But I was like, okay, this has to mean something. This has to like, this has to be a spark. Like, like, what does this mean? And then when I finished this book and I read this principle, I was like, oh fuck. Cause this is absolutely correct. Sex and the spark are completely different. The spark is built from not having sex. And I feel like me as a person, like, probably was the last person that you think would ever say that because I'm an advocate for fucking sex on the first date, man. Like, I really don't think that it matters too much. However, after reading this book, I'm going to like try and be different and just see what happens because there are a lot of really good points that have been made when it comes to sex before dating in this book that I want to explore. But going back to this principle about, you know, sex and the spark are not the same. At the end of the day, they're fucking not. And it it takes me a lot to like detach from that understanding because for me, if you guys are into astrology, so my Venus is in Gemini. So first of all, that's like a very emotional sign, two-faced, like all that kind of stuff. But my Venus is in Gemini in my eighth house. So that means that I express and experience love through sex, darkness, taboos, like stuff like that, which is also why I find it hard to separate the spark from sex because I literally see sex as love. And it doesn't matter if like 
I mean, I'm not out here like in love with every person I slept with. However, it is more of, I guess, a rewarding experience for me because it in my brain is like, this is love. Because of that, I find it hard for me to separate the spark from sex because they're not the same thing, but inherently like in my own human design, they kind of are. So this is something that I I have to like consciously work on and be like, does this person actually care about me or am I over romanticizing it because of the sex? Because that's how I recognize love. So that that is uh, an attraction principle that fucking read me to filth that I really have to think about like often. It's something that I do come back to pretty often when I am seeing people. So that is one that I wanted to share with y'all because I'm I'm sure that like all of these, you guys have had similar experiences. Attraction principle number 24 also has to do with sex. And it says, every man wants to have sex first. Whether he wants a girlfriend is something he thinks about later. By not giving him what he wants up front, you become his girlfriend without even realizing it. Now, I can't really give you tangible tips on this because I've never done this. All of the people, except for one, which was my ex-fiance, but all of the people I have like dated or seen exclusively or whatever, I've slept with them before we were dating. And there are situations where we've slept together, we like continue to sleep together, and then we ended up dating. But more often than not, I sleep with them, we sleep together a couple more times, and then we're just like, oh, we're on different pages, and then we never see each other again. So this principle also, I think, ties into the sex and the spark situation, where I hate to say it, but I think I'm going to stop fucking on the first date, because, or like even, not even on the, like on the first date, like fucking like just in general before becoming a girlfriend and this like attraction principle I feel like really solidified it in my head because it's like every man wants to have sex first like it's a very inherent thing for guys and it is an inherent thing for me because I mean we just talked about it like sex is like love for me and so it's a very inherent thing for me so I I usually see no problem with it But after doing this for two years, I'm like, maybe I should try it differently. So this is something that I'm going to be definitely doing in my life moving forward is just not having sex with people. I think I'm going to do a full on in-depth just like episode about that. But that was attraction principle number 24, which I think was actually like also very useful for me in general to learn about like sex and love and attraction. Attraction principle number 30 says anytime a woman competes with another woman, she demeans herself. Truthfully, I don't think I have ever been in a position where a guy has been like, oh, well, I'm seeing this girl and I'm seeing you and I just like can't choose and da 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 because I think that I value myself a little bit more than that. However, I think I kind of, I didn't read it into like that kind of situation. I kind of more read it into an insecurity. I think a lot of girls, sometimes they'll see like their partners checking out other women at events or something like that. And then they try to overcompensate. Like they try to be like, this is my man. This is da da da. When at the end of the day, it's not this girl's fault that he, she like waved back or smiled back at like your man's who was like drooling from the fucking mouth at this girl. I think the moment when you compete with this person, like, and, and they don't even know their competition too, right? Like it's not like you're fighting to the death for this like guy, which you also shouldn't do anyways, but they don't even know their competition. So when you make them competition in your own head, I think that becomes unattractive because it has nothing to do with if that girl is more attractive or smarter or richer or thinner or da 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 like it doesn't matter. What matters is that it affects you so much 
just like that little thing that it highlights all of your insecurities in another person's eyes. And I think that that is really, really important to learn because a lot of the time in love, dating, relationships, sex, all of this, I think a lot of people get caught in that game where they are continuously comparing themselves to other people that their partner like literally isn't even showing interest in. Like they could have been like, oh, I think she's hot. That doesn't mean he wants to fucking marry her next week. It's just like a a physical thing. Like we're allowed to think other people besides our partners are hot. That doesn't mean we're fucking out here like raw dog in this bitch on a fucking weekend. Like that's just not happening. And so I, I liked this tip because I think that, you know, it can literally mean like literally competing with another woman for one guy. However, this I think just competes with another woman in general. So that Instagram model that your boyfriend follows or, you know, your boyfriend's friend's best friend is a girl or some shit and you're like, uh, and you're constantly competing with them. You're demeaning yourself. You're highlighting your insecurities. And I think that I agree with this one because that kind of stuff is is not attractive, I think, in my eyes. And clearly it's not attractive in, in men's eyes either. Attraction principle number 38 is something that's really interesting because I I feel like I have definitely, I've fallen captive to this one for all two years of me being single. And so this one says, when a woman acts as though she is capable of everything, she gets stuck doing everything. Now, this was very eye-opening for me because like I've said before, and I think I've talked about this too on my therapist episode, I am capable. I do not need a boyfriend. I do not need a husband. I do not need like a romantic partner. I would like to have one, but I do not need them. And I think when I, you know, talk about that, I mean in the sense of like, you know, I don't need a boyfriend to survive. I don't need somebody to tell me they love me to like fucking survive. I don't need them to buy me shit. I don't need to do all of this. However, that thinking really does translate to the fact that if I act like I, you know, am capable of everything on my own. Arguably, I'll always be on my own. And I think it's because this comes down to like female brain, male brain psychology and the fact that men are inherently providers. And when you're sitting here and you're basically taking all the shit away from a guy and like it really couldn't even be like all the things. Like I think even when you're like, oh, like I'll pay for like dinner or something like that or I'll do this, like I'll get it you're taking away that like small win in their head, in their like, you know, just male brain, that they are the providers, they are the breadwinners, they are the people who take care of you. And I think this is also true for, you know, like I hate driving. So if I always used to make my ex-boyfriend drive everywhere, and I feel like if I one day was like, I'm going to drive, I'm capable of driving, he wouldn't drive anymore because if I'm acting like I can do everything, then I'll fucking do everything. Except for a lot of the time, you don't want to be doing everything. You want to act like you're a dumbass fucking bitch and you don't know how to work the inside door handle so they unlock your car door for you. Or you want to act like you don't know how to use the gas pump so they fill up your car for you. You know what I mean? So this was a really actually interesting one because this is something that I recognize that I do in my life, which was literally just trying to do everything and then I got stuck doing literally everything and had no romantic involvement whatsoever. Hey, it's Carly. Just jumping in here to remind you that this episode is brought to you by The Izzy. The Izzy is a sex-positive community and online store that helps every single self-identified woman feel empowered. They have everything from dildos to vibrators to toys for men, and they actually have this brand new sex ed portal. So in the sex ed portal, you can find things like 
dildos do's and don'ts, G-spots and squirting, and so much more. So make sure you head to www.the-izzy.com and use code HEYBITCHES for 15% off your purchase. Number 39, attraction principle 39. This one is one that I'm going to go very in-depth with on a different episode because it has like a combination of other things that I've been using to like get over fuckboys. But number 39 is men don't respond to words they respond to no contact. Now, throwing it back to what I talked about earlier about the guy who basically started this podcast that I was seeing that I just wanted to bitch about, this is a situation where I was first introduced to no contact. So I was listening to a podcast and it was about like getting your ex back. And a lot of the time, like the number one thing that this person preached was no contact. And I was like, oh, that's so fucking stupid. Like they're going to forget about me. The answer is like, they won't. (laughs) Like they really won't. And the reason that, that no contact is so important is men forget shit, like feelings get dissolved and then you can paint yourself in a new light. What I also like about no contact is you personally, like me, like I can't make dumb mistakes if I'm not talking to you. And then in the book, this also was, was very interesting because it's less about, you know, not saying anything and it's more about changing up your fucking routine. So I think the example about this was like this woman's husband was like really disrespecting her or like was, you know, sometimes a situation where she like wasn't happy about it. And instead of like complaining to him about it, she just fucking shut down and just stopped having like a conversation about it, went completely left field, did her own fucking thing. And then her husband was like, whoa, 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 like what the fuck is happening here? Because he was so used to like one routine. And I love this because it's so true. And like, I remember I went like a couple days, no contact with the person that I am, you know, in this like predicament with right now. And then they messaged me and it's just like, they are so like men are so predictable in that sense because they, they are so used to women doing like going right, like always trying to like talk and make things up and like all of this and like, you know, mend things versus if you go the fucking complete opposite, you go left, you like don't talk to them. You're like, all right, well, fuck you too. Then I guess like you don't need me. I don't need you. Then they're like, hold on, wait, like, wait, 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 like come back. Like, hold on, we're not done yet. And a lot of the times, like, I think people say that's toxic. I totally don't even agree because it gives you both time away from the situation to just recoup and then also come back with a clear head to be like, is this actually something I want or is this something that I could probably live without? And then it makes the the split way easier. But like I said, this is something that I definitely will be going into in a different episode because I have a lot more to say about it. And I'll give you more like details and context and tea on my current situation. But that that attraction principle was very interesting to me and something that I have been trying to grasp for quite a while. Next up, we have attraction principle 45, which is a woman looks more secure in a man's eyes when he can't pull her away from her life because she is content with her life. I also actually really like this one because for the longest time, I thought that I like was content with my life and I like was doing things that I loved. And then I realized that when I would date, like when I would see people, I would drop the things. And I never thought I was that person. Like in the moment I was like, no, I'm still seeing my friends and I'm still working. I'm still doing this. But 
then I would reflect like once I was like out of the woods basically and I could like see the situation I would be like oh my quality of work has gone down my involvement in my friendships has gone down because I was so absorbed in this situation and so this is something I'm also trying to work on is giving equal attention to things that are important not just dumping all of my attention into a boy and by attention I mean like obviously my free time and my downtime it's not like I stop doing everything it's just you know sometimes I'll find more ways to talk and I'll just like maybe I'll stop doing like self-care so I can like talk to this person more and it's just like not not the vibe because at the end of the day like when you stop doing these things men feel like they have a hold on you and they feel like they have a hold on everything that you do which is so not fucking true and so I really like this attraction principle because it reminds you to have your own fucking life and I know it's so cliche people are like you need to love yourself first and have your own life and you need to and it's true though it's because when you can't be like pulled away or like swayed from your life that you love I think that men really respect you more because they're like oh well first of all I can't manipulate this bitch at all because she is doing her own thing and she genuinely does not need me and I think because of that it goes back to being a challenge which I think was like number 17 that we talked about is you become a challenge and then the more that you just love your life it's shit you like anyways and then you're always a challenge you always have this person pursuing you and that doesn't matter if you're already dating or you're not like They're always trying to be the best for you because you're showing up as the best version of yourself. So this was one that I really liked and it's something that I'm working on because like I said, sometimes I do put more of my energy into guys if I'm seeing them, like more of my free time and stuff, but I'm really trying to put things equally into my life. Number 52, attraction principle number 52 is when you nag, he tunes you out. But when you speak with your actions, he pays attention. Now, this is something that I was reading and I was reflecting on in my last relationship. I remember there were so many like little things where I'd be like, hey, like, can you stop doing this? Or can you do this? Or you can you da da da? And in my head, I was like, clear communication. Like, guys communicate clearly. Communicate. <laughs> guys communicate clearly. And so I was like, okay, I'll just say what I need. I remember there were so many situations where I'd be like, hey, I asked you to do this. Why the fuck didn't you do this? Or like, you know, like, what the fuck? And it's because this actually also ties into attraction principle number 39 was that guys don't respond to words. They respond to no contact. It's the same thing. They don't respond to words. They respond to actions. So I think in this this example, I think they were talking about like a husband-wife duo and there was a latch that was broken in their laundry room. And so the wife would like ask the husband to fix it, ask the husband to fix it, all this kind of stuff. And then one day just like stopped asking. And then her friend and her husband came over to their house and the wife like looked at the friend's husband and was like, hey, so-and-so, like, let's name him Joe. Hey, Joe, like, I know you're so handy. Like, can you please fix our, like, latch in the laundry room? Like, I would really appreciate it. And her husband, in his mind, was basically like, fuck no. And then two seconds later was fixing this latch. And it's because she stopped basically using her words and, like, nagging and started doing actions. And that the action was to basically make him feel inferior in his own house, which guys fucking hate. And so there's a lot of different like situations that you can apply this to because like we talked about in 39, men don't respond to words. They respond to no contact or like no action or sorry, not no action. They respond to no words and no contact. So this I think is, is also very applicable because it's like if 
you are having like, or like seeing someone or whatever, like, and you're constantly telling them to do something, they're obviously not going to fucking do it. Like I think of the amount of times that my mom is like, can you clean your room? And I don't do it, you know? And then I think it's also because eventually too, she'll do it for me. And then I just don't do it. Versus if she were just like to let my shit pile up for forever and ever and ever, eventually I would do it because she's not asking me to anymore. And then she's also not doing it. So that is like my really only real world example for that one. But that, that one I found interesting because when I did reflect on my past relationship, all of the times that I asked and I thought I was being like clear and concise probably just came off like naggy in his head. Number 72 is most men tend to disrespect a woman who appears to be too malleable. This really, really comes down to the fact that a lot of girls are people pleasers. And I think that One, this really has to do with the other attraction principle we talked about, about how a lot of people don't have lives outside of their relationships. Me included sometimes, like I'm not like, that's not a drag to anybody, but I think that really is driving factor for this because so many people, when they get into a relationship, especially when they've been in a relationship for a while, like their relationship becomes like the thing that their life is centered around versus it being like a planet and like them being the sun. You know what I mean? So when you are, you know, a people pleaser or you're trying too hard or whatever, men tend to disrespect that because they know that they could probably spin some shit and be like, oh, well, you know, I didn't realize you were a da 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 And then you would take that shit to heart and you would try to change and it would be easy for a guy to basically manipulate you because you're always like, oh, like I'll change and I'll be malleable and I'll da 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 Like don't fucking change be who you are and exactly what you want to be and men will respect you more. And I hate to like even say that because, you know, our world doesn't revolve around men, but at the end of the day, this is like a dating podcast, (laughs) but it's true. If you're too malleable and you're too much of a people pleaser and you're too much of a pushover, people will always take advantage of you. And that means in relationships, but in business, in life, in school projects, like all this, people will take advantage of you if you are too malleable. And oftentimes if you are too malleable in relationships, men will disrespect you left and right because you literally have no backbone. Attraction principle 86 is the more independent you are of him, the more interested he will be. This, I think, definitely also ties back to the idea of having your own fucking life. Like, have your own life. Do not respond to any of the shade or disrespect that he throws. Literally, if somebody, like, throws disrespect at you, ghost his ass. And, like, not actually, but, like, you know, pull back. This is, like, a no-contact thing. Pull back. Don't nag. Don't do anything. Just change your actions because they will realize they fucked up when you divert the pattern. Like if, if he's expecting you to go right, go left. Absolutely. Because when people get too comfortable, when men get too comfortable, that's like when they start disrespecting women, which is what we just talked about. But you know, the more independent that you are of him, the more interested they are because they realize that you don't need them in your life. Like you really don't, especially too, if you're living this life that you love, if you make your money, that's a big thing too. Like you, you really like can't be independent of somebody if you are financially dependent on them and men really recognize that. So if you are making your own money, you have your own shit, you drive your own car, like I'm not saying too, like you guys shouldn't be splitting rent or like sharing groceries or whatever. Like I'm not saying that if you guys are living together, whatever, but you need to have your own fucking shit figured out because the minute that you are dependent on them is the absolute minute that they can slack because they know they can get away with it because 
you need them more than they need you. And that's like a harsh, you know, reality to hear, I think for a lot of people, but truly at the end of the day, the more independent that you are of them, like the more that you just have your own fucking shit going for you, you are just reaffirming to them every single day that they are not the center of your universe. You don't need them in your life and you are perfectly fine with or without them. And you are basically allowing them to be a part of your life every single day. Number 91, attraction principle 91. This is something that I fucking live by. And I'd never read it in the book because I had never read this far into the chapters. But number 91 says, if he doesn't give you a time, you don't have a date. This has happened so often with me. I just, I also just don't tolerate it. Like I really don't because I am genuinely busy. I have a fucking life. And if you're going to be like, Hey, we should get together on Thursday and like 6 PM on a Thursday rolls around. First of all, I probably wouldn't even have (laughs) waited till 6 PM. I wouldn't have waited in general, but like, let's say you're like, Hey, we should like do something on Thursday and it's a Monday and fucking even like Tuesday night rolls by and you haven't been like, this is where we should go. And this is like the time, or you haven't even like asked me where I think we should go. And then we've like talked about a time. We don't have a date. We don't because I am not derailing my life and my plans. And you know what? Maybe I haven't heard from you. So on Wednesday, I make plans with my girlfriends. And then Thursday, you're like, oh, are we still on tonight? Absolutely not. Because I don't know where the fuck we're going. I don't know what time we're going at. Like I am not dropping my shit. It literally would have taken you three minutes for us to decide where we're going. It's not hard. So if you are not giving me a date, then I know you're not serious. And I I just don't put my time into that. This is something that has happened with this guy that I've matched with on Tinder like a handful of times now. And I think at that at this point, it's just like, uh, oh, haha, like, look, like, here we are again, because we never go out because this situation always happens. It's like, hey, let's hang out on this day. We, you know, pick a place, but then we don't pick a time or, you know, he doesn't follow up or like something like that. I was like, I can't do it. It's not a date then. It's a fucking fantasy because I'm busy. I'm sure you're busy too. It's not like I'm out here like the universe fucking revolves around me and da da da. We have fucking lives. So if you're not making a time with me and a plan with me, it's not a plan. It's not a date. It's not an anything. It's a fucking fiction because I will not be there because you and I did not decide on anything. I actually went on a date this week and it was a really good date all around. Like the date all around was good, but he was like, I would love to go for coffee. And I was like, I would love that. And he was like, do you have any places that you prefer? Which first of all, I like, because I mean, he's just trying to pick a location, but he's also being generous and, you know, asking me where I would want to go. I had no preference. I was like, you know what? I've been to basically all of the coffee shops. We can go to whichever one you want. And he was like, okay. So he actually picked one that I had never been to before. And I was like, oh, this is so fun. So he took the initiative to pick. And then he was like, what day are you free? And I said, I'm free on Thursday. Thursday. The rest of my week is pretty hectic. And he was like, okay, let's do Thursday around three. I said, great. Thursday rolls up or no, I think it was Wednesday. And he was like, Hey, like, so sorry. Like, do you mind if we change to one 30? And I was like, I can't, I have calls. Da, da, da. And he was like, okay, no worries. We can still do three. And he like, you know, affirmed that we were still going on this date. We picked a new location, like, which I think is, is very, very, I guess standard, like it has to be standard. Like (laughs) with this attraction principle, it really just affirms that if, if he doesn't give you a time, you don't have a fucking date. End of story, end of fucking dating history. I will not give you another chance. Like if you do literally not give me a time, then we simply do not have a date. 
Last, but absolutely not least, is attraction principle number 100, which is the most attractive quality of all is dignity. And I love this because this actually, I think, goes kind of back to when we were talking about women com- women competing with other women. I kind of touched on it there, that when you compete with other people, you, you know, you demean yourself, you become lower. And you lower your dignity because you are like stooping to a level of being this girl who is not secure in herself or, you know, her relationship or anything like that. And you basically are stripping yourself from your own dignity. And that is like only, I guess, one facet of dignity. There's so many others. Like, you know, there could be a situation where a man is disrespecting you and you could just fucking end it. And that's because your most fucking attractive quality is your dignity. It's your self-standards. It's being 100% okay on your own, and then knowing exactly what you tolerate and exactly what you don't. And, you know, sometimes you don't have to break up. (laughs) You can just be like, this is something I don't fucking tolerate. We are not doing it again, or we are not together. And I think that men really like that because they, in theory, I guess, like the idea of like a nice girl who fucking cooks dinner every night and da 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 but it's boring. Like it gets boring. And I think that's why so many people, like so many like stereotypical television wives who get divorces are like, I don't know what happened. Like he, you know, I cooked dinner. I like had children. I like stayed at home. I did it up. She was boring. At the end of the day, it's she was fucking boring. And the bitch or the person who has this, this dignity and this understanding of their standards and their highest self, they're never boring because they know exactly what they do and they do not tolerate. And if, you know, somebody is disrespecting them, their dignity is more important than their love or friendship or anything. And I really like that. And that's something that I'm definitely working on because a lot of the time, like, especially too with Tinder and like online dating, guys can say some pretty fucking awful things and I just do not tolerate it. I actually had this like situation where some guy was like, uh, like, and the thing is too, is like, I know this guy and like, he knows like one of my friends and all this stuff. Like I've never met him, but like, I do know, know him. And, um, he was, he made a comment and he was like, oh, like, I'd rather have you like your tits in my face. I was like, you know what? You had a lot of potential, but you squandered it. Thank you. I literally said that. And he was like, you know what? I'm so sorry. That was very out of line for me like da, 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 da. and I was like it was I was really not entertaining the conversation and then you know he apologized and then we kind of got back into a conversation and then he brought it up later in conversation was like you know what that was very honestly inappropriate of me to say and that's because I had my fucking standards there I was like you don't talk to me like that you don't get to talk to me like that. That is not something that I'm tolerating. And as a result, like the most attractive quality of that was my dignity because I was like, I'm not going to let you fucking disrespect me like that. Like I, I respect myself more than that to be disrespected by you. So I, I really like that one. And I like it because it's the last attraction principle in the book. And it, I think just encompasses everything because a lot of it has to do with, you know, having your own life, having your own standards, knowing, and I guess, unknowingly projecting to men that you don't really need them. Like it's a privilege for them to be in your life. So that is uh, number 100. I had to, I had to add it in here because I thought it was very good. That is it for today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to screenshot this episode and share it over on Instagram and tag me at Hey Bitches Podcast. I would absolutely love to chat shit with you guys about today's episode. Make sure you also subscribe to Hey Bitches wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are an Apple podcast user, make sure to give the show a five-star rating and review. It really, really does help me out and I would really appreciate it. I love you guys so much. I hope you guys have an incredible day. And for now, bye-bye, bitch.